Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 70 Be pleased, O God, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and confusion who seek my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire to hurt me. Let those who say, Aha, aha, turn back because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say evermore, God is great. But I am poor and needy. Hasten to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 9. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with the word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me. Who will declare me guilty? The Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 21 through 32. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, Do quickly what you are going to do. No one at the table knew why he had said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what you need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glory glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday of Holy Week, also known as Holy Wednesday, also known as Spy Wednesday. On Wednesday, it was thought that um, Judas is uh, kind of sent out, or well, we know it's the day of Passover, but we remember it the day before um, the Monday Thursday service. Um, 
Spy Wednesday is the day of the week where we read um, of Judas's betrayal of Jesus Christ, and um, during Holy Week, um, you know the the Psalms change every day because every day is kind of like a miniature feast. Um, and so we have this new Psalm uh, this morning. We'll have another one the remainder of the week. <clears throat> um, and in Isaiah, we hear that. Jesus gave his back to those who struck him and his cheeks to those who pulled out the beard, which, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what, how difficult that might be, but um, apparently it was a thing back then. Um, and most importantly, he did not hide his face from insult and spitting. So this Spy Wednesday is this conundrum, um, uh, and it's important theologically that Jesus volunteers for um, this mission is being sent on. He's an enlistee, um, not a draftee. Um, and he is, uh, he's fully aware of what's happening as God. He knows that Judas will betray him. And he doesn't, um, he doesn't fight. Uh, he doesn't fight it. He doesn't avoid it. He lets it happen. Um, and he volunteers. Um, and in, in us knowing that he's fully aware, that makes clear to us that he wasn't taken by surprise, um, that he wasn't, you know, ambushed, um, but that he was a participant in this mysterious way in his own um, uh, execution and resurrection as uh, as fully God and fully man. Um, and the uh, the the man of Judas is this really also very difficult character. Um, Judas, because of, you know, because Jesus is aware and, you know, Jesus is God and God the Father is God, um, this question arises of, is Judas just this kind of super scapegoat who is the scapegoat for the scapegoat? Um, and by that I mean that, like, he didn't know. He didn't volunteer for this. Um, he was just a person who followed Jesus, had some, you know, very human struggles with what's right and how to do right. Um, some churches this morning might read um, the account of Jesus at the at uh, man was it is it Simon the the Sadducee? Anyway, is it the Sadducee's house and this woman, poor woman, possibly a prostitute, comes in and breaks this very expensive oil container uh, at his feet and then washes his feet with her hair and she um, or rather Jesus you know has this teaching lesson about who's who's not worthy and um, some of the gospels record that Judas like grumbles that this fine oil and the container it's in could have fed the poor for a year or something and it's like this first hint that Judas has some you know, deep discontent about what's going on. Um, but if Jesus knows and Judas doesn't, what does that make of um, of Judas's actions? Um, was he a participant, or was he just kind of drafted involuntarily into this pre-planned, you know, known from all time event that results in his friend's death? Um, and it's a really troubling and difficult question. I think more difficult than a lot of questions um, that the Bible presents us. Um, if we accept that death 
is not the worst thing that can happen to us, but rather dying as an asshole. Um, and that's kind of, that's, that's how Judas sees himself. Um, some accounts have him taking his own life at, um, at the dumpster heap outside town. Um, and I think it's called the Valley of Blood or something like that. Um, and a lot of uh, the vast majority of artistic works through the centuries have depicted Judas as, you know, in hell. Um, Dante's Inferno, he's in one of the, the deepest layers of hell. Um, and it makes you wonder if, if he was kind of dragged into this um, against his will, and what does that say about a God who uses somebody um, to do God's will um, by enacting something evil? Um, but I do remember one of my favorite stories is uh, John 9, and it's a story, it's not a parable. Um, there's this uh, young man who was born blind, and he, um, his parents go to the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin and they say, you know, um, or they, the Sanhedrin comes to them and they say, you know, what is, what did you do to cause them to be born blind? Um, because they believe that, you know, uh, it was the result of sin, uh, something evil, uh, they did something evil and God punished them by giving them a child without vision. Um, and the parents were like Job. They're like, no, we haven't done anything wrong. Like we've, we do all the annual sacrifices, you know, um, and they go to the son too. They say, you know, what did you do to deserve this? And the son's like, I haven't done anything. I was born this way. And then Jesus says, um, don't believe either of them. Uh, don't, don't buy into the lie that you've earned this. Um, rather, you were born this way so that um, you might glorify God, um, that in you, God's work may be seen and known. And he heals him, and he walks away with his vision restored, or rather, vision for the first time. And it, it strikes me that Judas is something like that. Um, he does do some things to deserve our uh, contempt, but no worse things than any of us have done. Um, Judas, like Cain, often comes up in theological discussions I have with soldiers and veterans. They feel like they've killed and they 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 think that the only way out or the only um, thing they deserve is their own death. Um, and I, I, I'm, like, it, just in my own experience, I know that, Plenty of my friends, you know, enough, I can think of several, but uh, people that we thought of as friends sold us for 30 pieces of silver, you know, for job security. They kept quiet uh, despite requests um, in order to not rock the boat and keep their job or keep their um, career trajectory in track. Um, and so, like, sh sure, like I wasn't crucified, um, but betrayal is betrayal. Um, you know, when, when you put your own interests above someone else, um, to the point that they're going to get hurt, um, if you want to preserve your own life or your own livelihood, when you know it's at the expense of someone else, when you don't share those burdens, um, when you don't divide that grief, um, you're not being a friend. And if you tell yourself or tell this person you're a friend, you're lying. That's something like a betrayal. Um, 
And Judas experiences this. None of us is better than Judas. Um, and on Spy Wednesday, as we think about um, Jesus' suffering and death, um, I think we also have to think about the suffering and, and the mistakes and the, the behavior of those around him, not just Judas. I mean, Peter denies him, um, which isn't the same as a betrayal, but it's, it's similar. It's, it's up there um, to spend you know, years of your life with this man and watch him go through something and refuse to share in that grief and suffering. Um, he knew that he would suffer if he admitted that he was one of Jesus' disciples. And he decided that he didn't want to suffer and that that suffering would be Jesus's alone. Um, and I think that's every bit uh, something of a betrayal, um, that it's only circumstance, frankly, that determines the results of those betrayals. Jesus was executed. Um, Peter probably felt slightly less guilty than Judas did, but they both betrayed him. Um, none of us is better than Judas. None of us is better than Peter. Uh, none of us is better than Cain. We all would have been in that crowd shouting, kill, 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 and crucify, crucify, crucify. Um, that's the hard truth of Jesus' passion, is that we choose safety and security at the expense of others. We get while others uh, give, um, and that's not fair. Um, we want to be like Christ as Christians, and we forget or we conveniently ignore um, that that means that we adopt the suffering of others to share in their passion. Uh, when, when we experience Holy Week, we think that we're um, journeying on this walk with Jesus, but we're not. We are Peter, we are Judas, we are um, all the, the crowds of people who welcomed him on Sunday, on Palm Sunday, didn't get what we wanted. We didn't get a military commander to overthrow the Romans, to make things right the way we wanted them righted. And so when one person suffers, we let them do it for us. Better that they suffer than the rest of us, right? Um, the, the harsh truth is that the Passion, uh, Passion Week, Holy Week, we don't journey with Jesus. We are Judas, we are Peter, we are all those followers and disciples who could have stood up and divided that grief with Jesus and chose not to. And that's no less preordained than Judas um, being the one who set uh, those events in motion. We all set those events in motion when we push suffering onto the shoulders of others so that we don't have to experience it ourselves. And may God forgive us uh, as we remember, as we look upon the suffering of one man um, who um, we helped put up there on that cross, every one of us. A prayer for our enemies from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of all, whose Son commanded us to love our enemies, lead them and us from prejudice to truth. Deliver them and us from hatred, cruelty, and revenge. And in your good time, enable us all to stand reconciled before you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.